was just talking to the praise team, the worship team this past um, Friday night. And God is pushing us to this place. I'm going to preach in a second. God is pushing us to this place of beyond. Somebody shout beyond. Because some of us have gotten comfortable, some of us have gotten um, used to the type of worship, that the type and the way that we release our praise. And God says, I'm trying to push you beyond that place. I'm trying to push you beyond the way you used to praise me. I'm trying to push you beyond the way that you used to see me. I'm trying to push you beyond it. God says, if you will push yourself beyond in the way that you praise, you will see me move in a way that you have never seen. God says, I'm trying to push you to the beyond. Somebody shout beyond. So, Father God, I thank you now for where you're getting ready to take us. And, Father, how you have, hallelujah. Father, we hollow these grounds for you. Father, we set this stage for you to move. Father, we set this stage for you to have your way. Hallelujah. Father, we set this stage for you to come and touch and deliver, to set free, God. We set this stage for you to be a mind regulator. Hallelujah. Father, I set this stage. Hallelujah. Father, I yield the floor to you. Because, God, there's nobody like you, Father. They don't need Kyle, and, Father, they need you. Father, this world don't need just a, any, any ordinary move. Father, we need a radical move for you. And so, Father, as we have come now to this Sunday morning, I pray now in the name of Jesus that, God, that you will raise up a radical of generation of people in kingdom movement, community church, that, Father, we will be that chosen generation. Father priesthood father we will be that holy nation father that will go and be the light into the world the way that you have destined and designed us to be father i thank you now that god that you are raising us up to be radical in spite of what the looks we get hallelujah in spite of the, the talks we get god we will stay radical for you because god you are deserving of it god you're worthy of it Father, you're worthy of all the honor, all of the praise, all of the glory, and that, God, we won't let the cries, the rocks cry out for us. But, Father, while the blood is running warm in our vein, hallelujah, Father, we will lift our hands. God, we will lift up our voice, and we will cry out unto the God of heaven. And, Father, my prayer is that as we cry out this morning, Father, as we get radical this morning, Father, as we release our sound this morning, that God, you will respond. Father, respond by fire. Father, just as Elijah called and he prayed, and Father, Father, the fire came down. Respond by fire today. That Father, as we worship, as we center ourselves around your word, that you will set our hearts on fire. You will set our minds on fire. Hallelujah. Father, you will set our families on fire. That, Father, we're never the same because of what you're doing. So, Father, have your way in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody lift your hands and bless God right there. Hallelujah. I declare to you that God is good. And all the time. I said God is good. And all the time. I said God is good. And all the time. So no matter what I'm going through, I tell y'all this every Sunday, I'm going to keep a praise on my lips. I'm going to keep a praise in my heart. I'm going to keep a song in my heart. I can't sing a, lip, a lick, but I'm going to keep Because I know that God is worthy. Is there anybody excited for the word of God this morning? If you're excited, go ahead and go with me, with me to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Hallelujah. 
Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. We're going to look at those first six verses. Mark chapter 6, starting at verse 1. I want y'all to help me read this morning, okay? And he went out from thence and came into his own country. I mean, at his hometown. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach where? So if Jesus went to church, I need to go to church too. Somebody say, I don't need to go to church to have a relationship with God. That's true. But Jesus went to church. And many hearing him were what? Astonished. Saying, from whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works, hallelujah, are wrought by his hands? This is the people talking. Is this, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and, and Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And the Bible says they were what? Offended at Jesus. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin. And in his own, and he could there do not do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands on a hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Yeah. Six is going to conclude our reading. And he marveled because of their what? Jesus was amazed because of their what? He couldn't do many works because of their what? They weren't radical. They doubted. And verse 6 says, And he went round about the villages teaching. The word of God for the people of God. I want to tag this text with the thought, Radical limitations. Radical limitations. Somebody give God praise in his house. As we're coming to this place of radical faith, because we've been talking about radical faith, um, and I, I, we, we, we're getting ready. Somebody say, when are we going to finish talking about radical faith? God has us here for a reason, because he wants to elevate the experience of our church. And in order to get that elevation in the spirit, you have to have that elevation in your faith. So we have been talking about radical faith. And when you come into this place of radical faith, you are pursuing the fullness of God. If you're taking notes, write down that word fullness, circle it, underline it, box it, highlight it. But we're going to put some emphasis on that word fullness. Somebody shout fullness. So if you are pursuing the fullness of God, you're going after anything and everything that God has promised you. You're going after anything and everything that comes with knowing who God is and experiencing the power of God. I pray I'm making sense. You're going after anything and everything that comes with knowing God and experiencing him. So when we declare that we get radical, we are announcing to the world that goes after all. Somebody shout all. 
and everything that God has for us. That everything that God has told us that belongs to us, we crazy enough to praise him. We crazy enough to pray. We crazy enough to prophesy. I'm crazy enough to shout, to run around the sanctuary. I'm crazy enough to dance out of my clothes because I want to see what God has promised me. That's what radical is. Radical means I know what God has given me. I know what God has promised me. And I'm not afraid to do what it takes to see it show up in my life. I pray I'm making sense. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Write this scripture down. Go back and study it this week. It talks about how the Bible, uh, why we're given the Bible. The Bible, number one, it gives us this. It gives us, it opens the eyes of our heart that they may be enlightened. The Bible has been given to us that the eyes of our hearts, the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened. Let me tell you this. God has given us his word to open our eyes to how we should live, who we are supposed to be, and what we are to experience. Can I be honest with you? This world has fooled many of us to believe that we're supposed to have a natural life. You're supposed to have a normal life, go through normal experiences, go through normal seasons and changes and, and situations. Everybody go through that. So you got to go through that. No, you're not supposed to have a natural life. We're supposed to have a supernatural life. Somebody shout supernatural. Okay, that time y'all said it. Shout supernatural. God wants us to have this supernatural lifestyle. However, you will not know what that supernatural lifestyle looks like until you get into the word. We won't know what, we, what belongs to us until we get into the word. So if you will open the book of God, if you will open. God will open your eyes. If you would just open the word of God, then God will open your eyes. Sometimes we say, God, God, God is not speaking to me. I, I don't see anything happening. And whole time our Bibles are closed. If you feel as if God is not opening his mouth, my question is, have you opened his word? So if you want God to open your eyes to what you're supposed to see, how you're supposed to live, how, what you're supposed to be walking in, you got to open the what? Word. Somebody shout word. And when you open the word of God, God will open your eyes. I promise you he will. He will open your eyes to a world that can only be accessed and revealed by him. God will open your eyes to something that this world cannot show you. And you'll walk away from the word of God saying, this joy that I have, this world, didn't give it to me. And guess what? Since they didn't give it to me, guess what? They sure can't take it away. You'll walk, when you open the word, you'll walk away saying, this peace that I have. The world didn't give it to me. And because the world didn't give it to me, guess what? This, this, this love that I have, this grace that I have, this understanding that I have, this vision that I have, that what I have and found in God, the world didn't give it to me. And they sure enough cannot take it away. And I only can know what God has given me is if I would open his word. So if we're going to walk into the radical, we got to learn to walk into the word. And the only way you can walk into the word is if you open the word. Somebody say, open the word. If you open the word, God will open your eyes. Not only that, the word of God is given that we may know the hope to which God has called us to. I want, I want to declare to you that God is calling you to something more. God is calling us beyond this world, beyond this space, beyond our even our current situations and our right now. I've told us many times this month that we are in heavenly places. 
And since we have been seated with Christ in heavenly places, we have this dual experience that I no longer just build my life off of what I see in this world. But now that I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, hallelujah, I now have the heavenly experience. I'm praying I'm making sense. And so radical means I'm not just waiting and looking for this earth and building my expectation off of what I see on this earth, but I'm building my life off the experience that I should have in heaven. For we don't have to wait until we die to see heaven. That's a place to praise them. We don't have to wait until we die to see heaven. I was asking the church um, this um, a few weeks ago. I did a healing night and I said, is there depression in heaven? Is there cancer in heaven? Is there anxiety in heaven? Is there sickness in heaven? Is there sorrow in heaven? No, therefore we are going after this experience that has already been established in heaven. I pray I'm making sense. So the word of God, it shows us the hope that God has called us to because he's called us beyond this earth experience. And he called us to the hope of heaven. I pray I'm making sense. So being radical says, okay, Colin, I'm going to get in the word of God. I'm going to see what God has for me. God is going to open my eyes to a new world. Then God is going to show me this heavenly experience that I'm supposed to have on earth. For the Lord says, let your will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Okay, I pray I'm making sense. Y'all with me. Not only that, but God will also show you the riches of the glory of the Lord's inheritance to the saints. Somebody shout inheritance. There's something that belongs to you. Since you become a child of God, you inherit. Somebody shout inherit. You inherit some things from God. Right? When you have a family member that passes away, they leave things behind for their children to inherit. Right? And because they belong to their parent, they, those things automatically get added to their lives. And so since you have become a child of God, there are things that should automatically be added to your life. There are things that should automatically hit your life. Why? Because you inherited as his child. What are some of those things? You should automatically, peace should automatically hit your life when you come into God. Strength should automatically hit your life when you come into God. A sound mind, a right mind should automatically hit your life. Favor and increase, promotion, miracle signs and wonders should automatically hit our lives because they are our portion in Christ Jesus. I pray I'm making sense to us. And so when we declare that we are going to be radical, that means I'm going after what should automatically hit my life. So being radical, I'm coming to my text. I'm coming to the text today. Being radical is saying that, God, I don't want to just say it. God, I don't want to just say your word and speak your word. God, I want to see your word. God, I don't want to just read your word. God, I don't want to just read about the ways that you made for people. I don't want to read about how you heal bodies, God, and not see it. God, I don't want to don't want to read about how you raise the dead and not see it. God, I don't want to I don't want I don't want to read about you opening blinded eyes and not see it in my life. Radical means God, I don't want to just say it, but I want to see it. Somebody shout see it. Radical means that I don't want to just talk about power, but I want to walk in the power of God. The Bible warns that in the last days, there will come a generation of believers, a great number of church folk, people who love church, who have a form of godliness, but deny the power that it fully entails. I saw a post this past week. They said there's going to be 
but have not mastered Christ. There'll be some people who master singing. They can sing. They can sing the church happy. They can put a good program together. They can master services. They can master sermons, but they have no power. There's no miracles. There's no signs. There's no wonders, ha wonders happening. And being radical means that we are so charged up in the Holy Ghost that I'm so charged up in my prayer life that I can release the power of God into any atmosphere. That we are able to shock the minds of people around us through what God can do through us. And then this is what I love. Being radical means that I can provide evidence that the gospel and the God that I believe is real. Because if a radical God is showing up and he's showing out and you can't change my mind that God is not real. You can't change my mind that God is real because how else can you explain somebody getting healed? How else can you explain that God opening doors for me? How else can you explain this and that? This is what radical means. That I'm going after an experience where, and even an intimacy with God where I can say, look, I can release the power of God and I'm going to confirm the power of God. I really believe today that our churches will be packed. I really believe today that souls will be, more souls will be saved when we get radical for Jesus. When we stop saying, okay, I'm just going to go to church, I'm just going to sing my song, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to just go in, I'm going to sit back in the back. I may even get on my phone if the preacher ain't talking about too much. If we, if we get beyond that place and get radical for Jesus, God will show up. And God will do some things in our midst, hallelujah, that confirms his existence. Somebody may, you may, you, you may meet the atheist and you can't tell, tell the atheist, you can't tell me God is not real because this is what he did in my life. God is going to give us testimonies, and those testimonies are what's going to help you witness, effectively witness to those who do not know who God is. I pray I'm making sense. So that's why we are going after an encounter with God. I'm going after an encounter with God so that I can say, God, look, God is in Kingdom Movement Community Church. I know he's there because he did this there. I was there that Sunday morning. I saw that person come in that way, but I know God touched them. So we want to go after this experience that confirms the existence of God. Am I making sense? I pray I'm making sense to y'all. So Jesus was this radical person. If you want to know what radical looks like, you got to go to Jesus. You have to go to Jesus. In our text, Jesus has gone back to his hometown. Somebody shout hometown. And y'all know when it's like when you're going to homecoming. Y'all probably went to your high school homecoming a few weeks ago. Maybe you went to your college homecoming, and you go to homecoming, you expect to have a good time. You get to see your family, you get to see your friends, your old classmates, all of these great people. You expect a good time. But Jesus, when he went back to homecoming, it didn't end up the way that he wanted. Because the people that should have received Jesus were the main ones rejecting him. It be your own folks. Can I be honest? It be your own folks hating on your growth. It be your own folks hating on your development and where God is trying to take you. And because they rejected Jesus, he chose not to perform many miracles in that space. Because they rejected Jesus, they put limitations on how God can move in that space. I want to insert this. I'm going to come back to that in a second. When you make the decision to become radical, when you make the decision to go beyond and to pursue the supernatural, you can expect to be rejected. Let me tell you, you can expect to be misunderstood. You can expect to be 
they supposed to be in, they supposed to have my back. Because let me tell you, sometimes your family and friends are not ready to receive the radical side of you yet. Ah, I'm going to say that again for somebody. Sometimes your friends and your family are not ready to receive the radical side of you yet. They're not ready to come out of their norm and step out into the radical realm themselves. They're not ready to see the radical you yet because they're still familiar. Thank you, uh, Reverend Grant. They're still familiar with who you used to be. They're still familiar with what you used to do and how you used to live and the experience you used to carry. They're not ready to take this new you yet because they still have this expectation for you to be who you're supposed to be. That's what they did for Jesus. He went back home and like, is this not the carpenter? What, the, what did he learn to do all these miracles from? It, it's, is this not his brother? Is this not his sister? They was, like, they was trying to label Jesus. And so they was like, I don't, I don't remember him being like this. I don't, re I don't remember Jesus being like this. This wasn't Jesus we grew up with. This wasn't the Jesus we went to school with. This wasn't the Jesus that I raised. That's what people are going to be like when you start being radical. But just because they aren't ready doesn't mean that you stop being radical. Just because your job is not ready, is not receptive of the radical version of you, doesn't mean you stop being radical. Just because your children are not ready and receptive of the radical version of you, doesn't mean that you stop being radical in the way you parent. Just because your parents are not ready for the, and receptive of the radical version of you, doesn't mean you stop being radical. Just because your spouse not ready for the radical version of you, don't mean you stop being radical. Just because they are not ready and ready to fully receive the change and the growth that you went through. Just because the changes and the growth that you have experienced doesn't mean that you hide who you are. No. Jesus, he didn't hide who he is. This is what I need you to do. I need you to shine your light. No matter who, whoever rejects it, shine your light to whatever capacity that you can so that you can at least be a witness to them. You shine your light to whatever capacity you can so you can at least be a witness to them. And then after you shine your light, I need you to go find somewhere where you can find your community that feeds your energy, that feeds your zeal, that feeds your expectation to God. So when people don't receive you, don't abandon them. I know we got we 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 live in a cutoff culture. Soon soon as soon as somebody make us mad, block. Soon as somebody, I'm try, I'm trying to live my best life, and y'all got something block. I go on Facebook, take a break. I go to Facebook, unfriend because they not ready to receive them. No, just because they not ready, don't mean you abandoned them. Don't mean you cut them off. Don't mean you, you got you to gotta not talk to them. Because maybe God wants to use you to be a light to them. I learned this. When you have been exposed to light, when your eyes, when you wake up in the morning and you go outside, you step outside, guess what happens? Your eyes have to adjust to the exposure of light. And when people are not used to seeing you do certain things, guess what? Their eyes have to expose, they, their eyes have to adjust to who you have become to be. Am I making sense? So what I need you to do is keep shining. Keep shining. Let your light shine, shine, shine. Let your light. It may be. Oh, y'all must, must grow up to go to. 
Let your light shine. Even if they don't receive you, you let your light shine. You keep being who you are in God until their perception and their reception of what God is doing through you, they start receiving it. They're not used to seeing God move through you. They're not used to seeing somebody young and tithing. They're not used to seeing somebody serving God. They're not used to seeing you not drinking. They're not, used to, they're not used to seeing you hear God about specific things. They're not used to seeing you getting loud in worship. They're not used to you not cussing. They're not used to you coming to church all the time. They're not used to you being celibate. They're not used to you, used to you taking God and, and church seriously. They're not used to that level of confidence that you got now. They're not used to you always talking about God. They're not used to it. And so because they're not used to it, don't mean you change who you are. But you remain consistent in being radical for Jesus. Even if it's not the norm there, you still be radical for Jesus. And God, I promise you, hallelujah, I'm a living witness today. If you continue to be radical, God will work through you and lead them closer to him based on the way that you live. Am I making sense to y'all? I pray I am. So we're talking about radical limitations. Somebody say radical, radical. limitations. And so in our text, we find two radical limitations. I don't got three points. I got two points today. Write these down. If you, radical experiences are limited by number one, bad labels. Bad labels. I touched on it a little second ago, but I want to go into it a little bit more. The first downfall that the people fell into was trying to label Jesus as normal. They wanted to categorize Jesus because they wanted to control him. They weren't used to him being a local worker. Therefore, they tried to label him. But how they labeled him, watch this, created an expectation in their hearts. And their expectation determined their encounter. So instead of labeling Jesus as the son of God, which he was, they said, this is Mary's son. Instead of labeling Jesus as this miracle worker, they said, this is a regular man. This is a carpenter. And because they mislabeled Jesus, they missed their experience and all that he wanted to release into them. Write this down. When we mislabel the things in our lives, we miss out on the vision of what God actually wants to do through that thing. When you mislabel the things in your life, you will miss out on being able to receive the vision of what God actually wants to do through that thing. Because your label builds your expectation. And your expectation builds your experience. For example, if I had a bottle of ketchup right here, you would say, you would expect it to be ketchup because of what is labeled. The label builds your expectation. You know this is water. Why? Because of the label. So your label builds your expectation. And since I expect this to be water, it's going to determine how I interact with this thing. Am I making sense? So my question for you today is how are you labeling your day? Because how you determine how you how you label your day, that's just what you that's how you're going to expect your day to go. And how you expect your day to go, that's the experience you're going to have. My question is how have you labeled your kids? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. some of us, we label our kids bad and hard-headed. Bad, bad. And guess what? When you label them as bad and hard-headed, 
to be bad and hard-headed. And then guess what they're going to be? Bad and hard-headed. Because you labeled them that way. My question is, how have you labeled Coffeeville? Oh, ain't nothing. They ain't nothing. They just small. They, they, everybody do their own thing. How have you labeled your community? Because how you have labeled that thing, it builds your expectation, and then it's going to determine how you treat that thing. How have you labeled your marriage? Oh, nah, this ain't nothing. How have you labeled your marriage? Because that's going to build your expectation, and then that's going to build your experience. How have you labeled your, your love life? Oh, oh, men, men ain't nothing. All women, all women the same. All men the same. And then you can't have the expectation. I got. I walk. I walk into something, expecting that everybody the same. Why? Because I mislabeled it, and therefore I can't treat it and receive it the way I need it to go. Am I making sense? When we label something, <laughs> we walk into an account. Thank you for your amens. We walk into an encounter with it. When you label it, you walk into an encounter with it with that mindset that you label it. Whatever you labeled it to be, that's what you're going to expect it to be. Yeah. This is the reason why we, many of us mishandle moments and seasons in our lives. Yeah. Because we mislabel them. And then we treat them as how we mislabel them. Yeah. This is just another hard-headed kid. That's why you can't reach them. Yeah. This sickness is just something I got to suffer through. That's why you can't get healed. Yeah. Oh, this church, they just, they, this is a regular church. This service is just another service. That's why you can't get your breakthrough. This is just something, something that everybody always go through. That's why, you, that's why you can't break generational curses, because you mislabeled yourself. This is just something I struggle with. That's why you can't get your deliverance. So instead of mislabeling things, I'm getting ready to close. We have to label things in faith. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. All right? So we do not label things based on how they appear. But we label them based on what God wants to see in it. I'm going to say it again. You don't, you don't label things based on how they appear. You base things on the way that God wants, it, God wants us to see in it. So the question is, what is God's design and desire for that thing in your life? What is God's desire, desire and design for your marriage? What is God's desire and design for your health, for your career? For your family, for your church, for your school, for your children. What is God's design and God's desire for that? And that's what you label that thing as. Not as what it's looking like. No, you label it by what God desires. And that's what it means to be radical. Because sometimes you're going to label things and it don't even look like what it's going through. It don't look like what's, what's currently happening. And people may call you crazy. Because you labeled it, labeled it by faith. But once God shows up, I ain't going to call you crazy no more. God will be glorified. Pastor Michael Todd said it this way. It's only crazy faith until it happens. It's only crazy faith. You could call me crazy all you want. But when it happens, you're going to wonder, how did it happen? It's only crazy faith until it happens. So, bad labels. Number two, and I'm closing here. The radical limitation was their lack of faith. Lack of faith. The text says that Jesus was amazed at the people's unbelief. 
or their lack of faith. Doubt is going to be the greater, your greatest killer to your destiny. Doubt is going to be the greatest killer to your destiny. Not believing in God and then not believing in yourself is going to be your greatest enemy to your, to your destiny. I'm going to say that again for somebody. Not believing in God, but then not believing in yourself is what's going to keep you from going after your destiny. Doubt is the enemy of radical faith. Because when you are unsure, when you question and you refuse to believe the word of God for yourself, you are fighting against the flow and the release that God has for you in your life. Have you guys ever been canoeing before? I've been, I've been in all, deep down in the wilderness of Arkansas. I went with this campus ministry. We went on a retreat. And Lord have mercy, they put us on some water. They gave us a boat. It was two of us. Lord have mercy. They put us in the boat. And they said, y'all, we are our way from the camp. And they said, the only way you're going to get back is if y'all get in this boat and go. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to swim. Lord, I told my partner, I said, look, Doc, you better not let this boat turn over. And he said, I got you, man. I got you, man. I love him. And one of the things that I had learned is that when I got into the boat and I got canoeing, the stream, the river, it was already going. It was already going. It was already moving. It was already in motion. But when I got into the boat, I couldn't go against the stream because every time I would try to push against the stream, every time I would try to push against something, I kept staying still. And I want to say that many of us today, this is what doubt is. God is releasing things. He's pushing things into your life. But when you doubt, when you question, when you are unsure about what God is releasing, you staying still. You can't go forward. Because you're paddling against what God is trying to release. But what I need you to do is to go with the flow of God. Can I say that you're making things harder than they're supposed to be? Because you're fighting against the rhythm of God. Can I say you make things harder than they're supposed to be because you're fighting against the flow of God? Hebrews 11 and 6. Write that down. Go back home. Study it. He says, um, without faith... It is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must first believe that what he is. And then, and then that's, that's an end statement. He that comes to God must first believe that he is. That's an end statement, period. He that comes to God must first believe that he, period. He is what, Colin? That's, he is. You got, you got a subject, you got a verb, but what's, what's after that? And so somebody may wonder, where does that come from? We sang a song earlier in worship called Yahweh. Somebody shout Yahweh. So uh, y'all said it. Shout Yahweh. And so Yahweh comes from the time in Exodus 13. Moses 
wilderness, getting away, and he was up on the mountain, and God shows up to him in a burning bush. And he says, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh, and I want you to tell him to let my people go. Go tell him, I've heard the cries of my people. Go tell him, it's time for my people to come out of this. And Moses, like, and he said, then the Lord said, look, I want you to go tell children of Israel, y'all pack y'all bags because it's, it's time to go. The Lord said, it's time to go. And Moses was like, Lord, that's cool and all. I'll go do it. But when they asked me who sent me, what am I supposed to say? God, when, they say, when, they say, when I go tell them this is what the Lord said, they're going to say, who is the Lord? What, what should we call him? And the Lord said, tell them. I am that I am sent you. If you look in the real Hebrew word, Hebrew text, it's really I am, period. Tell them I am sent you. And to us, that looks like an incomplete sentence. I am. I am what? And God says, I left you space to put whatever you need me to be in. So when I say I have radical faith, I'm worshiping from a place knowing that God is everything that I need him to be. If I need a healer, that he is. If I need a way out, guess what? That he is. If I need a mind regulator, that he is. I worship God from the place of knowing that he is everything. Somebody shout everything. Everything that I need. So I'm no longer limited in my praise. Because I know God is no longer limited in his power. I'm, no, I'm not limited to Jesus. <laughs> because I know who he is. I won't, I'm not going to mislabel my life. I'm not going to mislabel this season. And I'm not going to even have a lack of faith. But I'm going to believe God so that I can see him move. If you got radical faith, give God praise right there. Father God, we thank you now for this day, this opportunity to come into your house to worship and bless your name. Father, I thank you now for opening our eyes and our ears to this word of radical faith. And Father, as we push forward in this service, as we push forward in this moment, I pray that as we get radical, you will release. That Father, that you will lead us to this place of serenity. Father, that you will lead us to this place of peace. God, you will lead us to this place of understanding. That, Father, that you will release all that we need from you. Father, that you will be everything that your people need them to be. Father, in this place. Father, in this place, show yourself mighty. Father, in this place, as we get radical, Father, I pray that you give us a radical movement. Set us on fire now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen.